How you doing? What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Leather Helmet Fandom Podcast. Today you will be joined by... Ian Pisarchuk. And myself, Caleb Consman. Today we'll be going over the Week 9 predictions. We're halfway through the year. Uh, some crazy games happened last week. Predictions that nobody saw coming, but let's uh, go over a couple of them games before we jump into Week 9 predictions from Week 8. What do you got, Ian? All right, I'll kick this one off with the Buccaneers versus the Giants. Um, we had this as a blowout. For sure. You know, Buccaneers fa- favor all the way. Actually a pretty decent game. First half, it was kind of ugly. Um, Buccaneers just looked bad. The second half, things kicked up a little bit. So Giants, they were d- doing everything they could to try to win that game. They were, you know, pulling out trick plays. They had a play where they threw a screen to the right where it looked like a screen where Golden Tate took it, wide receiver screen, looked like he was going to pass the ball downfield, and then actually threw it back to the left side of the field to the running back for another screen play. It was like a double screen. It was a, it was a pretty good play. Got a first down of that. Late in the first quarter, Deion Lewis made a pretty awesome sliding grab for I a touchdown. That, that was pretty freaking sweet, actually. I think they need to get Deion Lewis a little bit more involved. Hundred percent. He's good with the uh, Patriots. Yeah, with Patriots, he was doing everything for him, and I think he could be that kind of player for the Giants with Barkley out. Yeah, and then later on, Gronk starts getting involved later in the third quarter. Bucks offense wasn't moving until Brady started giving it to Gronk. Later on, Gronk scores a touchdown, his third touchdown in three games. Super boost right there, Gronk and uh, you too. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. That's, That's that shit hit, ching <laughs> um, Daniel Jones throwing his second interception in the fourth quarter while the Giants were up by two. Killed their drive. Uh, Daniel Jones had a pretty bad game. It was killing them. Bucks capitalized off that interceptions with a touchdown. Michael Evans with a diving grab. Basically, all Mike Evans can do is catch touchdowns. Can't yeah. do anything else. It's actually insane. Then, with the game on the line, the Giants convert two long fourth down conversions. And later on in the drive, score a touchdown. Golden Tate with another nice grab to uh, put them down by two. And so they need to go for the two-point conversion for the game. Daniel looks to throw it to Deion Lewis again. Clear pass interference. Ref throws the flag. 100%, I think, was pass interference. Very controversial. Refs refs come up to each other. They talk about it. Pick up the flag. Says it's not pass interference. Game over for the Giants. You completely screw over the Giants who just played their hearts out and just give the game to the Buccaneers. I mean, you threw the flag, so obviously eyesight said it was a it was a flag. No reason to pick it up. So just some uh, key notes from this game real quick. I still think Golden Tate can play. I just think he's on a bad team for them where, where they have young wide receivers where they want to utilize them. Daniel J- Jones blew the game multiple times. So many wide-open receivers that he... Uh, missed and then those two costly interceptions Giants defense played their ass off Giants are still playing hard and want to win games and of course refs suck yeah that's all I got for that That, that's kind of like what we're talking about in the beginning of the uh, year was how refs need to swallow the whistle or maybe blow the whistle more when it comes to plays like that that like last play of the game basically and you clearly see the pass interference, and they just don't blow the whistle, and it's just end of the game, call it a touchdown, and don't turn it over. So it's really unfortunate for the Giants. And like I said earlier, last podcast, I think it was, if the Giants beat the Bucks, that would be like 
crazy, crazy odds of you winning that, and it almost happened. So maybe uh, Giants are just that that kryptonite for uh, Tom Brady. But yeah, really. Let's move on to another game: the Steelers versus uh, the Ravens. Steelers are now undefeated, seven and zero. Last time they were, they did this was nineteen seventy eight when they won the Super Bowl. Um, the Steelers are first in defense in the NFL, or first time in in history that they've gotten a sack and a turnover in every single game for the first seven weeks. Mm. Uh, Jackson throws three picks last time, and now he threw two, almost three again. I did state last week that Jackson played bad versus Steelers last time, so with Ben back, why wouldn't he play bad again? Same exact defense, basically. Uh, but they did rush all over them. I think to, uh, total combined, they had like over 200 rushing yards with Edwards, Dobbins, and Jackson. They ran all over them, but for whatever reason, when it came down to the goal line, uh, Steelers' defense did what Steelers' curtain does and just stopped them. Um, there was also a lot of fumbles in the game. A lot of them, they were picked up by the same team, so it wasn't really a turnover on fumble, but they still lost the ball, and it was a fumble that they just recovered. So if those weren't recovered, but it would have been a really, really ugly game by both sides. Um, but anyway, into the game, the first drive... Jackson throws a pick six to the backup for Bush, and I just can't say enough how Jackson still needs to improve on his throwing. People say last year he was saying, oh, he got a lot better on it, a lot better. Beginning of the year, they were saying that he's still improving, still improving. But now that it's like seven weeks in, eight weeks in, we're halfway through the season we can start seeing that, like, hey, maybe he doesn't have it. He still has to work on it. So although he can rush and he couldn't get that first down, he really needs to work on that. They need to get him more um, targets and more uh, weapons on the field to actually do that as well. But first first play, you throw a pick six. That's not really going to be a good start. Then you go to the second drive after they got the ball back, and it was like third and seven, I think it was, and Jackson's running it out of bounds, and he he's like really really close to the first down, stops, and then I think it was Hayward that pushed him out, but he was still in a bounce uh, like in bounds, and for whatever reason they got um, roughness on the passer or whatever it was. Obviously he was running with the ball, but um, unnecessary roughness on Jackson, and it gave him the first down, which then led to. I think it was Sneed was a good pass slash a good run, and they got a touchdown, tied it up 7-7. And then I think um, it came down to, like, the second half, and uh, Juju gets a nice 25-yard play right after the second half. Steelers fail to, like, do it. I think the ball gets turned over to the Ravens. Jackson throws another interception, um, and... You, you just can't be doing that. Just like I said, he threw two. So um, turnovers on downs. And he also fumbled it, but he recovered one. So since he recovered that, it made it look a little bit better. But still, if you're throwing two picks to a Steelers defense that's going to stop you like that, then that's just embarrassing. You can't do that. And then it wasn't just the fact that he threw another pick, uh, another interception, but he did it in the red zone, so on their side of the field uh, in the 20. And then it turned uh, – Turned over to Steelers, and then basically uh, Eric Ebron? Yeah, Eric yeah. Ebron. Eric Ebron just ran it in, and it turned the game 14-17. Um, to 17. So it brought the game back, 
and that's basically the only points that were given to the Steelers was by the hands of Jackson. Um, and then Juju does his thing again, gets a nice good uh, first couple first downs right after the first half, um, and then Steelers go on to score another touchdown, 21-17, to and then Claypool fumbles right after that, and then right turns over on downs to the Ravens, then Jackson fumbles again, and then it turns over on down to um, Steelers, and then I think it was second quarter, the Ravens ran all over them, scored again, and then they put them in the lead. Um, and then it came down to 21 or 24-21, something like that. I forget exactly what score it was, but Jackson was on um, – oh, that's what it was. Two minutes left in the red zone. Jackson rushes for third and five, uh, third and five and fourth and third, fourth and three, and he chokes basically. So he runs on third down, fourth down in the red zone, two minutes left, and he can't make it happen. Turnover on downs, uh, Steelers get the ball, and then Steelers can't make it happen. There's a minute and 40 seconds left on the clock, and then Jackson starts bringing down the field with Snead and a couple of running plays, and then all of a sudden you see Jackson trying to do the last throw with nine seconds left or something like that, and Fitz basically just blocks the ball and ends the game. But overall, take from that game, um, Steelers' defense is no match for, I would say, any offense. Um, they still have to go up against one of the best offenses. Chiefs, to prove that they can be the best team out there, I still think – I still got them at second. Um, I did have Bucks at first, but from how they played this past week, I can't I can't put them at first anymore. So I got Chiefs-Steelers, but the Steelers' defense um, is no – is nothing to shy away from whatsoever. Uh, they will do their best every single game and they have talent, uh, first, first string and second string. So no matter who they put on the field, both picks were also intercepted by, uh, rookies and backups. So you can't be doing that either with the Steelers defense and overall Steelers played bad, but somehow, uh, pulled away with the win. Yeah. My take from that is just Lamar Jackson needs to be better. Definitely. This is the MVP of last year. Um, he basically cost the Ravens that game. I mean, of course, he makes some plays. But like I said, as a former MVP, you have to lead your team, and he hurt his team. Unacceptable. Yeah, you can't be doing it. It's just Especially when it's a divisional game, you're home. You know the the division's on the line because the Steelers are undefeated, and you already have one loss. So if you lose this, you have two losses, and Steelers still don't have a loss. So you're basically putting the division on the line, and you basically lost them the game single-handedly, throwing two picks, fumbling a ball, not being able to get first down um, on third and fourth, and just not following through with anything. So you got to do better, and that's pretty much about it. But the Bears versus Saints game, man. Camaro is a tank. You were saying earlier that that's like the only person you kept from your draft. Yep. This dude, like no matter what he does, he gets open, and then right after this catch makes like, 20-plus yards almost every single time, I feel like. Always gets the first down, never disappoints, and it's year after year after year, and it's mind-blowing that Saints can actually have production versus good defenses with just one weapon, basically. Um, so that's what I got to say about that part. But Foles also threw two amazing passes, deep balls. One was for a touchdown, but he also threw a lot of ugly passes. I think he did two interceptions. And then the main thing I wanted to talk about was – uh, Wims, I think is his name. 
He yeah. basically comes the play uh, goes, and then he comes up to his cornerback. The play's done. They blow the whistle. He goes up to this guy on the opposite team, Saints player, rips out his mouth guard, punches his uh, helmet, and then the guy just looks at him like, the fuck, why'd you do that? <laughs> and then he punches his helmet again, and he still kind of just stands there, and then all of a sudden they get into it, and you have, like, multiple Saints people attacking the uh, whims dude or whoever he was. So he got ejected, uh, fined, and I think he's suspended for two games now, but that that whole overall fight was just funny as shit because he legitly just, like, smacks him twice, and the guy's just sitting there like, okay, what the fuck was that? Like, I have a helmet on, and that didn't hurt, so I don't know why the fuck he just did that. I watched whatever. a video where, like, it showed me the whole breakdown of why that happened. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Like, but. it was, like, two quarters prior. The dude ripped out the other guy's mouthpiece, Wimps' mouthpiece. Yeah. And then, like, I think that was the next time they were both on the field together. So, randomly, cornerback's not even covering him, runs over to him, pulls out his mouthpiece, and that that's just, it was just funny as shit. You held a grudge for, like, two whole quarters. Right. And they, and they were trying to say that before. It was because the uh, defensive Saints player was, like, poking one of their players or something like that in the face mask, but it wasn't that. It was, like, you were stating that he just waited two minutes to get back on the field with him and then do it again. And the fact that you punch him in the face with a helmet on and then the guy just stares at you and makes you look like a dumbass. <laughs> and then you get ejected and you come out of the fight like you're like King Kong or something. Like you're like a known player or something and you, you just walk off the field and no one's going to ever remember you again. So it was just a bad, bad sight for him and you can't be doing that shit no matter what. It's going to get you ejected. It's not going to help your team. And the game was honestly close enough for the – uh, Bears to still win yep. And then somehow The Saints pulled away With the win So Anyway Let's get on with um, Week well, 9 predictions How'd you uh, How'd we do last week I guess we'll talk about that Like we said It was a rough week I think for everyone uh, Predicting games um, I, I watched other people's predictions No, Nobody fared well this week um, I went 7 out of 14 Really struggled 50% um, A lot of upsets this week yeah, so did I. I went 7 for 14, um, and I just think it was not really in the favors of trying to pick who's the better team. It was kind of just like here and there, anyone could win. And a lot of the games were just, there was a lot of bullshit that happened with like penalties, fighting, um, teams not performing like they should be performing, and it was just really hard to predict. Obviously, we all went in it. Wanting to have a better prediction, but didn't really turn out like that. Yeah, I'll pull a Carson Wentz real quick and just say, you know, we got to execute better and, you know, get better each week. <laughs> Same shit he says every goddamn week. It's because he probably doesn't want to say shit to the media because he knows anything they do, they're going to blow it out of context. So. Yeah. But let's move on. Caleb, um, Packers versus the 49ers, Thursday night football. Hopefully they play. Some COVID stuff with 49ers, but... Hopefully they play some COVID scares with the 49ers, but um, I think this game will continue to be played. Caleb, who do you got in this one? Um, I got the Packers. They're at minus three and a half. Um, they're obviously favored coming off a loss. I just don't see the Packers losing again, just like we had before where the Packers lost. And then their second time, I forget what the thing is, but basically Aaron Rodgers is undefeated. Um, coming off a loss, so I don't see them losing. Plus, 49ers is so hurt. Uh, fun little fact, no 
player is will be on the field for the 49ers that has touched the ball in the Super Bowl um, last year. Mm. So basically all their weapons are gone that they did have um, as starters, and it's all just like backups. Uh, you got Jimmy G and Kittle out, the two main big guys. Uh, they did play pretty well without uh, Jimmy G and Kittle, but then the earlier in the year when they weren't uh, – when they were out, but Packers are a completely different team and they weren't mm-hmm. playing the Packers. So I got the Packers, no doubt. Yeah, so I'm thinking you did the predictions as well um, before the news of Kittle being out and For everyone sure. else came out. So I think it's at negative five and a half now. Damn. It doesn't really matter that much. but Good know. thing I placed a bet before that. Though. Yeah, true. I was thinking that also, but uh, I was too late. Um, but I, I highlighted the injuries as well. All the RBs hurt, like you said. I was I was actually a pretty good fact. Um, crazy. All the other weapons from uh, last year's Super Bowl hurt. Um, on top of that, 49ers were trading away some people. So I think they're um, giving up on the year. They know it's pretty much over. How much of an impact do you think it is if uh, Jones doesn't play? Because I think it's Dylan that's out. AJ Dylan Williams is out, or Williamson mm-hmm. is out. And then I think their fourth-string quarterback, or quarterback, running, running back. back, is out as well. So they're in, like, practice squad people that only, in total, they only touch the ball five times in their career. So if Jones doesn't play, they have two people that only touch the field five times. So I just think that's mind-blowing. If Jones is not there, do you think it's going to be a higher, uh, a more of a blowout? Or, like, they were kind of predicting in the beginning – for the Packers to just completely take away with this game, or do you think it's going to be like a closer game because of Jones? Um, obviously, that's a p- big impact. Um, not even just the fact that Jones is out, like you said, every running back is right. basically out right now. So basically, on, I have nobodies. So it doesn't even scare me so much that maybe the run game stalls. It's the fact that if Aaron Rodgers needs someone to pass protect, you know, it hurts that a lot as well. Um, there's going to be miscommunication with the guy from the practice off the practice squad, so it does concern me. But Aaron Rodgers is enough of a leader where I think he'll get his guy right enough to play at least at a decent level. And Aaron Rodgers would be willing to, you know, put more of that the weight on his shoulders and take over the game on his own. So, so it scares me, but I still think it won't matter enough for the 49ers to win or anything. Might mess up a few plays, which, of course, is a big deal, but I think the Packers are good enough to overcome that, especially with the injury-riddled uh, 49ers team. Um, and, yeah, that, that's, you know. So you got the Packers? Uh, yeah, I, I got the Packers easily. Thursday night football, Aaron Rodgers is going to show out. Devontae Adams is going to do his thing. And that's all I got. Do they have, um what's his name? Who's their second uh, wide receiver? Not VV, MVS or whatever his name is. Yeah, it's MVS kind of, but Geronimo Allison? Is that who you're talking no, about? No, the other guy. Uh, Lizard? Lizard? Oh, uh, Lizard. Is he I think out? He's like the fourth wider. I don't, I don't even know. He's I guess nice. he moved up the death chart. He's, he's, they're wide receivers all over the place. None of them were that good. Um, he has been the one who's kind of been showing out. Um, I'm not sure what his status is. Yeah, but he, either way, obviously, if you don't have your running backs, it takes away because. They also use their running backs as pass down backs over mm. and over and over and over. So you're taking away that from receiving uh, aspect if they can't even run the ball. So it's kind of just all going to fall on Aaron Rodgers because last week the defense proved that they cannot hold anyone to hold the points back and they can just get destroyed no matter what. So it's all going to come down to Rodgers, and I think that Rodgers is going to prove why he's so amazing. Mm-hmm. 
But let's move on to the next one, Ravens versus Colts. Who you got, Ian? I have the Ravens here. Um, I think they played pretty well against the Steelers last week. Um, besides Lamar Jackson's turnovers, they probably would have won that game if, if those didn't occur. Um, concerning, though, Ronnie Stanley, one of the best tackles in the league out for the year. That's it, That hurts them a lot. They are a running team. Yeah. They need um, – and when, when they do pass it, he needs time in the pocket or at least time to just make plays. Um, so I'm, I am concerned with that for sure. But against the – which is scary because Colts do have a really good defense now. So that concerns me. But I think Lamar Jackson will be able to run around and make enough plays for them to win this game. I predict Lamar Jackson have over 80 rushing yards this game. Um, I think it could be a pretty low-scoring affair. But I think the Ravens overall um, get the better of the Colts here. Yeah, I got the Ravens too. I mean, I think their defense is just going to completely destroy Rivers. Rivers is always known for throwing interceptions, turnovering the ball 24-7. So look for like two-plus interceptions for sure by uh, Rivers because the Ravens' defense is actually pretty nice. Um, I do think the Ravens won't really lose twice in a row just because – they lost to the Steelers, so they know that they have to still make playoffs. You can't just lose for your second time in a row and then have three losses and think you're going to just walk right into the playoffs, especially since Browns are still up there. Um, so I, th- I I just can't see them losing twice in a row. And other than that, I mean, I I, I don't think Leonard, Leonard, I think is his name, Colts on defense, is fast enough to stop um, – Jackson to run so just like you were saying rushing all over him I think he will have a lot of rushing yards and that they, they showed last week that even with their backups the running game is amazing so even though the Colts defense is nice I just can't see the Ravens losing twice in a week with Rivers playing as bad as he does I completely agree on that all right well let's move on next game Panthers versus Chiefs I got the Chiefs who you got Ian I have the Chiefs as well um I think the Panthers offense won't be able to Keep up with the Chiefs um, It's the return of McCaffrey Or at least I 100% expect him to be back With that being said It doesn't matter um, I think the Chiefs are too good for the Panthers And my little um, Crazy Prediction of the day Bell with a huge breakout game Talking like over 80 yards of Scrimmage yards Okay, Not anything insane but I the think it's time for him to uh, show you, hey, I am going to be a factor in this offense. Yeah, I mean, there's really not much to say other than Panthers, like you said, can't really keep up with the Chiefs. and The Panthers' defense can't stop the Chiefs. So <clears throat> if you can't stop them and you can't keep up with them, you're most likely not going to beat them. And that's pretty much about it, That uh, all I got for that game. Uh, I am very surprised that the Chiefs, last week I think we – we did a little, not side bet, but a side prediction that they would go over. I had over prediction, and then you had the under prediction of the mm-hmm. spread, and they did go over. They actually just completely shut them down. I think Sam Darnold is now hurt again and might be out this week, so it's just not looking good for the Jets at all, and obviously the Chiefs proved that they can shut out anyone. And it, the crazy part, too, was like, they didn't even use their running game really at all. They were just like, "Here, Mahomes, make make them do dances around you because you could do whatever you want." And all of their celebrations were just insane. So I love yeah, to see I, that. I think that's when Andy Reid was like, "Hey, Patrick Mahomes, let's try to get you in this MVP race real right. quick." <laughs> exactly. They just wanted to make him look a thousand times better. But we all knew the yeah. Chiefs were gonna. 
beat them regardless. It was just a matter of how much were they going to beat them, how much were they going to keep their starting offense in. And I think Hill and Kelsey just went off with Mahomes. So anyway, let's move on to the Bears versus Titans. Who you got, Ian? I have the Titans here. Um, Bears offense has looked bad to me. Um, Nick Foles has been off. Um, whole you know, shine for a play or two, but then just look got awful and throw a couple bad incompletions. Um, story of Nick Foles' career, honestly. Yep. And I do I expect Derrick Henry to do what he usually does, just to feed. Um Bears do have a pretty decent defense, but I'm still expecting uh, um probably like over hundred and twenty scrimmage yards from uh, Henry. Yeah. Um I got the Bears on this one. Uh just because Titans these past two weeks have been looking awful. Um, the only thing they have going for them is Henry. That's it. Like, Tannehill is looking like ass week in and week out, well, at least these past two weeks. And they rely too much on Henry, and I think the Bears' defense is good enough to stop Henry. They stopped um, Kamara to 67 rushing yards last week. Obviously, he did have a lot of um, catches, too, that put up his scrimmage yards. But... Uh, Henry is not like a uh, running back like that. He's not going to catch the ball in the backfield or even uh, pass the line of scrimmage, and he's not really going to do that stuff. So they just know he's going to run, 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 and the Bears' defense is good enough to stop the run. So I think they're going to hold him just enough to win. I think it's going to be a close game, but I'm going to go with the Bears, and I think the underdogs by like plus, plus six. six so. Yeah, yeah I, I don't like the Bears to win this game. But Bears at plus six is not bad. Yeah. So it's it's a solid uh solid six points they give you there. We did say that last time they were plus six though, and they did lose. So <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the next one. Broncos versus Falcons. Who you got? I pulled out I'm thinking the Falcons on this one. I think Falcons are heating up. They're feeling themselves. Um I think that offense is gonna be too much for the Broncos. Um I don't like the Broncos offensively, to be honest. I'm not a Drew Locke guy. Um, and the Falcons did not sell at the trade deadline. A lot of people expected they would move some players, this and that, give up on the season. They're not. They're still fighting. They have um, vets on this team, and I know those veteran players, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, those guys are not willing to give up on this season yeah, yet. Yeah, they want to win. They're going to play their asses off, so I think they play their asses off and get a win against the Broncos. What, yeah. do, you, what do you got? I got the Broncos um, only because I feel like Broncos defense is good enough to put enough pressure on Ryan, and when you put enough pressure on Ryan, he underperforms, especially with one of their best weapons out most likely, I'm pretty sure, is Ridley. Um, So with Ridley out, all you really have is Jones, and I think they had that scenario before where it was like halfway through the game last week that they didn't have Ridley, um, and all they did was pass to Jones, and Jones still made – his uh, separation from people, which then gave him huge yards. But if you have the Bears defense that can lock down, not the Bears defense, yeah, the Bears Broncos. Broncos defense. If you have the Broncos defense that can rush Ryan, like I was saying, nonstop and put pressure on him, I don't think he's going to be able to do enough plays to make the to beat the Broncos uh, offensively. So I think the Broncos will do enough defensive wise. Again, this is. The underdog pick, and I'm strictly just picking off Broncos and Bears defense are really good. Not really good, but up there, definitely up there, top ten for sure. Um, and I think they're just they'll be able to shut down their top weapons and pull away with the win just close. Yeah, I want to point out the fact too that the over under is at fifty. I kind of like the under. 
50. Yeah, 50. I, I do Try like the under with, with Ridley, uh, Ridley out. out. Broncos offense, I think they're just going to try to run the ball a lot. I don't think Drew Locke's going to put it in the air a lot. So I think this could be um, an easy under on the 50. I think it's all going to depend on how the game starts. If this game starts hot, then I can't see it going 50. I mean, I can't see it going under 50, but if the game starts all slow, I think the whole game is just going to be dwelled upon that because, like I said, if Broncos put enough pressure on Ryan – I could just see him collapsing for the whole game, but if they don't, then I could see Falcons just taking the ball away and running it. I can't see the Broncos putting up more than like 24 points against the Falcons in my eyes. So the, to me, this feels really safe. Um, it would depend on if the Falcons get hot and score a bunch of points, which, like you said, with Ridley out, I don't think they'll be good enough to put up 27-plus right. points on the Broncos. So that's my view on it. Um, moving on. Lions versus the Vikings. Who do you have? Yeah, Vikings. Uh, the Vikings are coming off a big, big uh, win. Obviously, they played Green Bay before, and it was close, high scoring, just like it was last time. But my man Cook is the chef in the kitchen, and he will just completely blow them out. The Lions will not be able to stop him, and if they do stop him, then Kirk Cousin will get going. Uh, for whatever reason, they've lost a few close games that they probably should have won and played actually pretty bad. In them, um, it it was close, but it, it they still just played ugly. I think there was only one game that they played really bad, but with Cook doing what he's doing, I I just can't go against them with the Lions. And I think did the Lions win last week? I think they lost. They lost. Yeah. So I just I'm not a big fan of Lions in general, and I think Galladay's out. Yeah, Galladay. Galladay. Is it Kenny yeah. Galladay? Yeah, Kenny Galladay. I think he's out too. So you lose your best weapon. I'm sorry, you're just not going to be able to perform as much as the Vikings, and they'll take that W, but who you got? Let me just start out, quick note. Marvin Jones, um, if he's, like, available in your fantasy leagues or something, I expect him to show out in this game with uh, Kenny Galladay out. So just a quick uh, note, pick him up. If you have him on your team already, start him. I'll most likely draw Peterson, though, won't he? Um, is that Peters? No, Peterson. On the Peterson. Vikings defense. Pretty good cornerback. I'm talking about Cardinals. Are you talking about Cardinal Peterson? Uh, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Either way, let's move on from that. Yeah. Maybe I'm <laughs> maybe I'm thinking about something no, else. I'm I'm thinking Marvin Jones a big game. Either way, I you know I Matt Stafford's gonna have to throw the ball a lot in this game. I think so. I think he'll get a lot of targets. But Dalvin Cook, like you said, with another just huge game. Um, I don't trust the Lions defense all too much to hold to hold uh, a great running back like Dalvin Cook down if he can't even do it in the running game he'll do it in the passing game he's, he's going to get a lot of looks and then I think the passing lanes open up when Dalvin Cook gets going and For sure. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen do their thing get a bunch of yardage and just like you said that was I'll, I'll reinstate it um, Kenny Galladay out there's just no way I see the Lions taking this game that was the only mind-blowing thing to me last week was how much Cook did and how little Madison, not Madison, um, well, even Madison, Cook, they they just went off, but Madison really didn't get any touches either. But um, Thielen and... Uh, Justin Jefferson? Yeah. They, like, barely did anything. I think they had, like, a total of five fantasy points, and it was like, what I was going to say, I feel like they had, like, 50 yards altogether, which yeah. is insane. And if if you have that, if you hold them to that much, I guess you're not really holding them because Cook's getting all the work. But if Cook can do all that whenever he wants, and then you have two great receivers like that, then you're most likely going to win the game. 
Uh, completely agree. And I, I really don't even think like the Lions defense is better than the Packers. So, I mean, I don't expect Cook to do the same um, thing, but I could see definitely a, another big game from that guy. Yeah. Uh, moving on, though, Texans versus the Jaguars. Um, I picked the Texans this one. Who do you have? I got Texans as well. Um, I'm all out in Jaguars. Texans are coming off a of bye, and they kind of already destroyed the Jaguars like a couple of weeks ago, so they kind of just played them already. Obviously, that was at home, and now they're not at home, but I think Deshaun Watson and the team, they're trying to – there was rumors that Fuller was going to get traded – but he never uh, did get traded, so I think that shows that they do want them in. Uh, they do want him in there enough to only give up like amazing like first round picks or something like that. They weren't getting enough from the Green Bay Packers to actually trade him, so they kept him, and I think they're actually going to perform very well. And I think it's going to be a blowout, to be honest. Mm. Um, I'm not really sure about the score amount. Really, I never know what the Texans are going to do. I never know what the Jags are going to do. So I just have it as the Texans winning. Um, Texans offense stays hot. That's probably one constant with the uh, Texans as their offense plays well. Deshaun Watson always plays well. I have Deshaun Watson throwing three-plus touchdowns this game. Um, and then on the Jaguar side of the ball, I think James Robinson has a pretty good game against the uh, Texans defense. Don't like the Texans' defense at all. I think James Robinson could easily go for over 100 scrimmage yards in this one. Continue to deliver in fantasy if you have the guy. And I think the Texans and Deshaun Watson just kind of take over the game pretty early in, like, the third quarter, and it's game over by then. Yeah, definitely agree with that one. Um, Texans are just going to shut them out single-handedly because of Deshaun Watson. I mean, their team is just overall better. And I don't really think Jaguars care. What do they have? One win? It's first game or something like that? Pretty sure they only have one win. Either way, trash team um, versus a Texans team that has a lot of talent. they just been playing really hard teams and for whatever reason not pulling away the wins. But let's move on to the next next game, Giants versus the football team. Who you got? I have the Giants here. Um, of course, I like what I saw against the Buccaneers. Um, but I really do think this is going to be a good game. I don't think the Giants are, like, a good team. Not, like, good enough to, like, contend with the Buccaneers. I think they just kind of played their asses off. Bucks had a bad game, and they got lucky in a couple things with a couple good um, trick, or trick plays. But uh, I think the Washington has a pretty solid defense and could contain the Giants a little bit. Um, offensively, though, I don't like what Washington's doing at all. Um so I, I'm giving this one to the Giants. I think although Daniel Jones might have a probably won't have a good game, he just has enough weapons with Tate, Slayton, and um, Shepard to be able to throw the ball around enough and just let them make plays along with Evan Ingram, who everyone forgets about, but a couple of years ago he looked like he was going to be a blooming tight end, one of the best in the league. Yeah, not a big year this year, though. Sure. No, he's not. But uh, again, uh, above average tight end, or at yeah. least average, uh, at, at average. the very least. So he has weapons to throw to, and I think that run game could move a little bit with um, Devontae Freeman on his way back. I believe. So I'm I'm on the Giants with this one. I got the football team another another trash bowl in the making. I think pretty much any 
NFC East team you put together versus each other, you're going to get a trash bowl. Uh, Eagles are looking a little bit better, so maybe not later down the road. But I got the football team. They're home now. They already lost to the Giants. It's a divisional game, so I think they'll split one and one. Um, they are having Freeman come back most likely, but I just can't see the Washington's defense to not stop them enough. They do have a good defense, and I just see them taking away the game. And they're home, so I got them favored for sure. Yeah, I, I hate that they're home. That's the one thing that kind of worries me on this one, but I'm actually a big fan of the Giants with plus three and a half. Yeah, it seems like all um, NFC East division games always comes down to major home um, play because they're all really, really neck and neck every single year besides the Giants these past few years because they've just been ass. And Washington's never really been that good. But Cowboys and Eagles, they've been really close. So they, they always like to split the games a lot. So I'm just going to go with the Washington, split it right down the middle, one and one for the year. Uh, let's move on to the next one, though. Hawks versus Bills. Who you got? I have the Seahawks here. Um, it could be an interesting game, though, I think. Josh Allen, I believe, keeps up with that Seahawks offense. But a costly turnover or a costly mistake loses them the game. I think Russell Wilson is too much of a perfectionist almost to throw the game away. I think Josh Allen is still a very flawed player. Very good player, but flawed in many ways to the point where a good close game like this one, he could accidentally throw the game away. Um, I have Stefan Diggs with over 100 receiving yards here. And I think at the end of the day, Russell Wilson shows you why he's MVP. He's going to get the ball to his great targets in DK and – uh who just went off a day or two ago? Why am I Lockett. Tyler Lockett. He's going to give it to them. Um, running back situation, I think they're still a little bit banged up. Chris Carson might be back. Yeah. Either way, though, I don't think it'll matter because Russell Wilson's just going to take this game over. Yeah, I got the Hawks as well. Um, their offense is too talented, like you said. You had Lockett going off last week. Now you have DK Metcalf going off this week. So, really, anyone of them too can go off whenever they want to for short passes, long passes, defensive plays, offensive plays, like they do it all. And they're just extremely talented with Wilson on the field, throwing the bombs. And I don't think the bills defense has looked as good as they did last year still. So I don't think they'll be able to keep up with them there. And just like you said on, um, not Sam Darnold. Why do I have Sam Darnold in my head? Cause you Josh Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Allen, with Josh Allen, I think we're all in our high hopes with him in the beginning of the year, but he also did play very bad teams, and now we're starting to see, like, how he really can perform versus all the teams and good teams, Um, and I just don't think the Bills are really that good this year as much as people projected them to be, should I say. Uh, I do have the Dolphins winning this division, and I can see the Bills not taking it just because Mm. I don't think the Bills are that good. But I got the Hawks this game for sure. I think they're at minus two and a half, which is a great, a great pick. Um, I am at minus three, so okay. I'm probably. I just probably did it earlier, but um, starting at minus two and a half and going up to three obviously shows that the Hawks are being more and more favored. Seahawks just will take the ball, so I think I think they'll take the ball game for sure and move move on to their next week and not really look back at it. But let's move on next week: Raiders versus Chargers. Who you got, man? I have the Raiders here. This was a tough one for me. I think this is going to be a pretty damn high-scoring game, to be honest. 
Um, I like both offenses a lot. Uh, the difference maker, I believe the biggest factor here is the Raiders run game. Um, I think the Chargers, Chargers will have a difficult time trying to stop it. I think Josh Jacobs gets going pretty early. Um, you know, Chargers are a pretty solid defense, but I think the Raiders are going to be so driven to just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball that Josh Jacobs will break off at least a couple of them. Um, Justin Herbert with a huge game. Um, but I think it's going to be too too much weight on this guy's shoulders. He's still a rookie. We need to remember that. Yeah. This guy looks like um, one of the better quarterbacks in the league already. I mean, he's doing some fantastic things. Last week, though, I think he was asked to do a bunch, and he had a couple turnovers then. So I think, although he's a great quarterback, he will continue to improve. He's going to be good for, for a very long time. I think that he is definitely still a flawed quarterback still still make a couple bad decisions a game and i think the raiders capitalize on that and get a win yeah i got the chargers um obviously we've been going through all these picks and kind of neck and neck with picking teams i think we only have two that are different but i got the chargers we got the raiders i just think the chargers are overall a better team defensively and offensively together they're a better team obviously one can pull the other way but i think herbert is just like killing it this year showing up when no one even knew if he was going to start or not maybe towards the end of the year but not this early and he's just been performing amazing for whatever reason they haven't been closing it out towards the end because Herbert's been making these bad plays but their defense has been letting up a lot as well I just think their defense needs to step up and actually stop the rush of the Raiders and then Chargers can easily pull it away they do have the um, talent to stop the Raiders Rushing defense, uh, not rushing defense, but uh, rushing ability. But I just don't know if they're going to step up or not. So it was a really close game for me to pick, but I'm going to pick the Chargers. Picked them last week. They let me down versus Broncos. That was really, really depressing. But I'm just hoping that they win this week. Even if they don't win, I'm not that p- pissed off that I got the prediction wrong, but I just want the Chargers to win. So Honestly, as a football fan, I just want this to be a good game uh, because it has every ability to be a good game. Um, like you, you kind of said, I think the Chargers could possibly even be a better team than the Raiders. I think the Raiders just need a win more since they're still contending and that the Chargers are a young team with a young quarterback and can kind of fail because of that. So I think that should be a good game. And looking at the next 4 p.m. game really interests me. I want to see what happens in this one a lot. Dolphins versus the Cardinals. Um, I'm going to send this to you, see what you got. I got the Finns. Um, I I know that uh, – I can't think of the quarterback. Tua? Tua, yeah. I know Tua didn't really have to do much because their defense and their special teams basically did everything for them last week. Um, but I think Tua's couple plays that he did here and there, some looked really good, some looked questionable. But I just don't think – he had to do much, so it was hard to actually understand exactly where he is at his career. And I think he's just going to pull through because Cardinals' defense is pretty good. Don't get me wrong, but with a with a defense like that, I just I just can't see it not being a close game. And then somehow Finns just pull away with the win. Um, the Finns have been surprising everyone. I think they're at the top of the division, if not second. Um, but either way, I think. I think the Finns will do, will blow people's minds for the second week in a row and actually beat the Cardinals. I kind of wanted to pick the Cardinals, but I think it's just going to come down to 
Murray choking and not performing as well as he has been. Um, if you watch the past couple of games of him, he hasn't really been like outstanding. Um, he's gotten a few lucky plays here and there where the penalties went to his side and they got down the field a lot easier. So if those things don't happen, then I can honestly see him choking and throwing the game. This is uh, – I'm really surprised you went with Dolphins. <laughs> um, I think the Dolphins are up and coming, but I, I can't not pick the Cardinals. Um, I'm picking the Cardinals here. Kyler Murray. Um, I think he almost tutors Tua on how to play this week. Um, I don't think Tua was ready yet. Not saying he's not NFL ready. I just like when they put rookies behind quarterbacks for a while, see how they play, develop a little bit. Um, I think it was too early. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is playing really well. He's a veteran. He knows the strengths of his team. Tua's going to have some growing pains. He's going to have to figure his team out first before they can excel the way I think Ryan Fitzpatrick was excelling with that team. Um, and I think the Dolphins are just kind of lacking offensive weapons right now to get the victory. Miles Gaskin is hurt. Um, I think Forgot you said you that. didn't like him, yeah. but I'm actually I'm a fan of him. Um, he's he's impressed me a lot this year. Had no idea who the guy was, but he showed out, and you can't hate on that. Um, I wrote just kind of big impact. You know, I don't know how the Brita, I believe, is backup. I don't know how he's going to perform. He's done well in the past, but I think that. Injury, Gaskin, just them maybe not having the same run game that they has that they have had um, could really impact that team, and I think the Cardinals get the victory in this one. Yeah, I mean, the more and more we're talking about it, I don't really know exactly why I picked it's the Finns. Too late, bro, too late. But I'm still sticking with Finns no, no matter what just because the way they performed last week just blew my mind, and what kind of crazy story would it be if, for whatever reason, Finns win this week versus Cardinals, and it's to his second week playing, and they're still looking amazing. I mean, they got they have to be at the top of their division after if they win this for sure. So, if yeah. they win it, I mean, that's a great story to put on record that they beat the Cardinals, beat Kyler Murray, which was the that trophy in college oh. Heisman. Oh, yeah. He was the Heisman winner years and years ago before he got drafted. I don't think it was years and years, but pretty recently either way who's the Heisman and then Tua was going to be the Heisman until he got hurt and then Burrow took over the whole league and just completely blew things out of water and then Tua was going to be the overall first overall pick and then Burrow took over that too so I'd love to see him bounce back and then take over the game and show how good he was and how talented he was back when he was in Ohio State I believe I don't know college football for sure. I'm pretty sure it's Ohio State, but (laughs) anyway, let's move on. Next game, Saints versus Bucks. Who you got, man? Um, wow. Uh, now that I look at it, I forgot to pick some, but I wrote down a bunch of notes. I (laughs) guess it was just because I thought this was still obvious. I'm still in the Buccaneers here. They are home this week. I think that's my deciding factor. Um, I like the Saints. Um. But I think with all this uh, anticipation that's that's coming into this, Tom Brady looks like it's kind of the battle of the goats here. Another one of those, I think he already had that with Aaron Rodgers. Look what happened in that game. Um, I don't think it'll be like that. I think this will be a good contest, but I think Tom Brady's going to try to show up Drew Brees here. And the biggest headline of this game 
return of Antonio Brown and Michael Thomas. Um, that's exciting, man. Game of the week. I think it could be. Um, yeah, I'm really intrigued on this one. I think it could be high scoring. And I'm already throwing this out. A.B. and Michael Thomas with over 120 receiving yards each. 120. 120. I thought I think you were going to stop at the 100. I'm and hyped said. up on this one, man. I think um, Brady's going to want to feed Antonio Brown. I think. Antonio Are you hyped Brown, up because you own both of them on fantasy? I own both of them on fantasy, and I'm hyped <laughs> up. <laughs> I think that's why that's you're overhyping. Well, I'm, I'm, I have um, Alvin Kamara too. I know you guys might be saying, "How the hell do you guys get, get all these guys?" Don't worry, trading trade came. Ab right was obviously no, no, no one knew if he was going to play or not. Yeah. But um, no, I, I love Thomas just in his return. I think he's going to be hungry to get back on the field and show that he's still the best wide receiver in the game. And I think A.B. and Thomas are going to feed off each other this whole game. I, I think Thomas is going to get a catch, and A.B. is going to be like, yeah, well, fucking watch this, like, and, and then try to show him. I think it's going to be back and forth. My question is, is Godwin back or no? I don't know his injury report. I, I'm not if sure. If he's back, then I don't know about that. He I mean, I know Brady loves A.B., but you got so much talent on that field. I doubt he's just going to be like, A.B., get the ball, A.B., get the ball, A.B., get the ball. He might, like, do some, like, one or crazy, one or two crazy plays through, like, a couple drives. Well, I wouldn't say just a couple drives. Almost all the drives will do one or two crazy plays. But I don't think it's going to be, like, A.B., 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 A.B. Well, I'm thinking even if Chris Godwin's back, he's limited, has a limited role. And to me, I would be more concerned with A.B. if they weren't on a team already together. They should have chemistry. Um, they kind of showed it in that one game that they played together. And I expect them to just kind of um, start where they left off. Um, I, I really do like, you know, A.B. has talent. Um, Tom Brady knows that. I don't think him and Mike Evans are meshing very well besides maybe in the red zone. So I just I think this is going to be a good game. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, I think the Buccaneers and the Saints have a lot to prove, and For I sure. want to see who gets the victory in this one. All right, well, I got the Bucs. Um, this is their second time playing. I think the first time they played was the first or second week, and the Saints took it away. They actually picked six uh, Tom Brady. I think it was once or twice. Um, so I think Bucks make this bounce back, and they split the game. It is a divisional game. That's why they're playing twice. They're at home. So I love the splits on divisions, especially when they're this well-talented matchup. And I just think since the Saints got held to that close with the Bears, I think the Bucs' defense is actually better than the Bears. So I think that they're going to even do more to them. Plus, you have Thomas versus A.B. You have A.B. If Godwin Godwin comes back, then you have Godwin, Evans, A.B., Fournette, Jones, like you have so much talent on that team, there's no reason you shouldn't perform. They did perform very badly versus the Giants, but maybe that's just because Giants are Tom Brady's kryptonite. Kryptonite, I'm not entirely sure, but all I got to say is A.B. versus Thomas, that's how I'm choosing who's going to win the game, and I'm taking A.B. every single time. I think he's the more <laughs> talented player. I don't think he... he even comes close. Eh, Thomas oh, can come, come close. On, don't do that. <laughs> no, but for like career, Thomas hasn't been in the career. His no, been hasn't in been the in the NFL for that long to put him up to like overall best wide receivers in the thing. I don't think he's close enough because he hasn't been in the league long enough. So when Thomas's career goes out, yes, he'll get close to AB. But I truly think Thomas or Thomas, I truly think AB is a top five all time wide receiver. 
Um, and easily, if he sticks with a fucking team for once and doesn't like throw dicks at his girlfriend or some shit, <laughs> dig gummies, then maybe he'll stay in the league and show why he's the top five of all time. But I mean, it, it's also like they got nicknames for everyone, like TB12. If you're Don, you get these nicknames. You got AB because he's a Don. Michael Thomas is still just Michael Thomas because that's who he is. I think he does have a nickname. It's like, uh, what is his Twitter handle? I forget exactly what it is. So he does kind of have that, but no one calls him like that. Like, they don't call him by that. People do say AB, AB. No one says, yo, MT, MT, where you at, MT? No one says, like, whatever your nickname is that you have. Um, So, oh, can't guard Mike. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't think that's a nickname. No. <laughs> I just think. That. Yeah, but that's his Twitter handle. So people like sometimes say like can't guard Mike or whatever his name is on tw- on on his Twitter handle. So either way, he doesn't really have a nickname, and only Don's get nicknames. And I think AB is definitely top five. So I'm gonna pick Bucks strictly on their overall talent, offensively and defensively. Can't hold up with the Saints. Saints did very bad versus Bears, and Bears defense is worse than Bucks. Bears offense is worse than Bucks. So. You kind of just got to take it as, like, division game. Like, honestly, this might be my favorite pick of the week, to be honest. I just can't see any negatives going towards Bucks at oh. all versus Saints. Bucks almost lost the Giants. They did, like, but that's and, and not only that, AB. Not only that, like, the defense looked bad. They did look I mean, bad. I their, their wide receivers were just getting open. If Daniel Jones didn't miss them, that's, like, two or three possession game that the Giants win. But the that Saints by. looked bad, too. Against the Bears, who are a legitimate team, actually can be a good, decent playoff contender. So um, you have the Bears over Bucks. No, I have the Bears over the Giants. Okay, <laughs> I would too, yeah. So that's my whole thing. Saints may have struggled against the Bears, but at least um, the Saints, you know, you know what I'm, you know yeah. what, you know what I'm getting at here. I, I, so I, I just, I, think, I just think this Saints is a good game, it. and I'm not... I'm not giving one team a big uh, advantage over either one. I think that could go either way, especially if Tom Brady decides to throw some more pick sixes. Um, some A bad throw like that really could decide this whole game for me. Yeah, I, I don't think he'll have to do that because I don't think Breeze or um, Tom Brady will have to do that because both Michael Thomas and AB are great in the slot, great down deep. It like Do whatever you want them to do and – or do whatever you want to do, and they'll perform and take away the ball. Like you said, they play bad versus Giants, but they did not have A.B. A.B. is very, very, very talented, and he is a game-changer like that. So as long as the Bucks defense shows out like they did before in the earlier season, then I think they're easily shut down. But just saying it over and over and looking at past history, it's just like I just can't see the Bucks losing this. I mean, I, I don't know about the four-and-a-half just because it's divisional, but – the Bucks money line. I mean, I don't know what it's at. I, I, that might be my favorite pick. I don't know, but let's move on to last last game. Um, the who gives a fuck bowl? Pats versus Jets. Who do you got? Really might be the who gives a fuck bowl for um, sure. Monday, eight p.m. game. Uh, I have the Patriots here. I guess <laughs> um, the Jets are the Jets. <laughs> I feel like I say that every goddamn week. Jets are the Jets. Um, what, what else can I say? Uh, they suck. They're not very good. Um, the only thing I, I, I'm saying here is, you know, Patriots could throw this game and get, get a pretty solid pick. If the Jets start winning a few, Patriots get in there. They get their quarterback of the future. Not saying they're going to, but I'm not throwing it out of the realm of possibility 
That that would be huge. I, I wouldn't put it past Cam Newton to just magically throw two or three interceptions this game, fumble once or twice, whatever, give the Jets the ball. And, and Never be surprised zone. with uh, Belichick for sure. Exactly. So th- they're they're cheaters. They could Scheme cheat in this one. Some shit. So I don't know. I have the Patriots here. Feel confident with it, but not counting out the Jets completely, I guess. Yeah, I got Patriots too. Uh, just like you said, I don't know what else to say about the Jets. Jets are fucking trash. They should not be in this league, to be honest. They should go to XFL, go to fucking college, <laughs> go somewhere else with yourself. Get Adam Gase outdoor, please. You're trash. You're you're the stooge of the year. You're the worst coach of the year. Like, just give him all the bad awards for sure. Get him out of the NFL. Complete trash. No one wants to even watch Jets games because they're so damn boring. The fucking Chiefs played them. The best team in the fucking league right now and every single game basically everyone wants to watch them then you throw them on with jets no one really even wants to watch them and they still make it a damn game because the jets are that bad um so it's just or not a game but they make it a fun interesting game because they just show how bad the jets really are so i just can't see patriots losing to that bad of a team um if they do lose them though like patriots fan just gotta feel like some type of way man because that shit is just embarrassing you lose to a team that's not undefeated, but unbeaten. Un, un, on, on something. Undefeated. Unwin defeated, whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know, but they have not won a game. And honestly, I could see them going 0 16, no doubt in my mind. And then I could see Steelers going 16 and 0. So. Yeah, let's just move off of that game <laughs> since, like, really, who who cares? Um, so we're going to move into our favorite, least favorite, and underdog picks. Um, this presented by FanDuel, not really presented by them, but, hey, FanDuel, if you want to, you know, yeah, get on that. Plug like, us w- in there. Let's do it. Um, Kale, moving to the, I guess, let's. Wh- which one do you want to do first? Uh, let's do the underdog. Who underdogs you got? first. Um, I have the Raiders versus the Chargers. I like the Raiders in this one, plus one and a half. Raiders are a good team. Um, I Like I was saying before, I think this is going to be a good game, but I'm leaning towards the Raiders in this one. I think Josh Jacobs gets going. Um, and the Chargers are just too young of a team with a young quarterback. Um, I think they still want to get a good draft pick to solidify that they're going to be a great team next year. I think next year they'll win games like this. This year they're losing them late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I I can't really go for that as uh underdog pick. One, just because I picked the Chargers, and two, I'm just hoping Chargers win. So I got um, the Broncos at plus four. I did kind of want to pick the Bears because they're plus six, but I took the Broncos because I don't know who the Falcons are. I still know they're not very well well, I still know they have offensive talent, but their defensive talent's not there. And then you're losing Ridley again. So giving me a plus four, like a little breathing room for Broncos to lose by a field goal or even four points just in general, then sure, I'll take it. Because um, the Bears versus Titans, honestly, Titans game, they could just blow it out of the water and then just make the Bears look like idiots with Henry because Henry's that talented, but... I mean, they could also just shut down Henry, and then that's game and a wrap. So I'm going to take the Broncos because I feel like that's more strong to win. But Yeah, not bad. Um, I like it. It's definitely not out in the realm of possibility, so I'm for it. They're, I just don't like how – dog picks. They're not, you know, guarantees. Yeah, I just don't like how the Raiders pick is – 
plus one and a half. You're not really getting much from it. I it's mean, an underdog. I know it's an that, underdog. That's the definition of underdog. I know it's an not, underdog, but like you're, you're basically saying they're going to win. That's what you're basically saying. Like you, like you're not giving yourself breathing room to like. They might lose, but still pull away with the bet and then still win. Uh, as underdog, so I'm you're basically just expecting just the Raiders win. to win. I don't right. need the room. I think they're winning this game. All right. I don't give me. I don't need the room. They're winning. Um, but moving on to the favorite picks. Um, I got my favorite and then actually a runner-up this week. Um, first off, Cardinals, negative four and a half over the Dolphins. Cardinals are heating up. Um, Tua is still very inexperienced. I think he's going to fuck up too many times, and uh, the Cardinals are going to um, execute, take advantage of that, and win by easily over four and a half in my mind. And then just a quick runner-up. Sorry, I hope I don't take none of yours. Packers. Um, they're now negative five and a half over the 49ers. Um, 49ers are beaten up. They're giving up on the year. You said they're at what now? Five and a half, negative five and a half. Oh, they fucking skyrocket that so shit. So that's enough for me. I like the 49. I, I like the Packers. Do not like the 49ers anymore. Too beat up. So that might actually even be my favorite pick. It's just like you said, they were what? Minus three, three before? And three and a half. Going up to five and a half kind of scared me a little yeah. bit, so I dropped them down to my second favorite. Who do you have? I actually got three. Um, I got the <laughs> Packers. They were at minus three and a half. I don't know if I would have them at my favorite now, to be honest. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna just throw that one out since I already have two other ones. I got the Vikings at minus three and a half. I easily think they're gonna take that game just in general. I like that. Um, I just don't see why the offense would just perform out and just completely blow them out. Even not even a blowout, but easily four points, easily to win by four points. I don't know what they're at now because I did my predictions on like Monday. But then I also got the Hawks at minus three. Again, another elite offense that just can't be stopped. And they've been covering the spread week after week after week. Mm. So other than losing the Cardinals, I mean, they, they've they been doing it over and over. And to win by three, again, I don't know if it's up. Uh, it's higher than minus three now, but... Either way, I got the Vikings and the Hawks. I would have took the Packers and did a parlay with it, to be honest. But now that they're five and a half, I'm going to stay away from that just because who knows what's going to happen. It's a Thursday game. This COVID shit's happening, and it's just weird, and I don't really like it. It's kind of scaring me now. But I replaced my bet on Packers being my favorite bet. So that is my favorite bet. I already put the money down on it at three and a half. So I got it locked in. So we're good there. But. Might make another pick, uh, depending how this Thursday game goes for Vikings and Hawks. We're some cheese cheese heads this week, huh? Yeah, for sure. Nah, I, th- I like. I really do like all, all those. I wouldn't even mind to pay parlay between all three of them. I yeah, could see that definitely happen, and I think it'll actually get some pretty decent odds with all those for sure. But um, moving on, least favorite pick of the week. What do you have? We'll go to you first, just because I'm disappointed that you don't have the same exact thing I have. Really? Who, who do you have? Um. Ravens versus the Colts. See, I, I got fucking Pats versus the Jets. Like, I get, like, we're doing the gambling aspect, and you can kind of say Pats, obviously, are going to win, and they, they might not lose, or they might lose, but chances are they win because the Jets are so bad. But it's the fucking Patriots versus the Jets. The Patriots look like dick this year. They lose Tom Brady, and I think it's just a horrible game to bet on i guess it's kind of good to bet on because then it gives you a reason to watch it but other than that i don't even i probably watch a fucking (laughs) movies tremors two or tremors one over that shit to be honest so see my whole point is i feel like you could give bill belichick some college 
players, and if he wants to win that game, he'll win it. Right. <laughs> so, so that's what I'm saying. It's I guess it's decent yeah, to betting bet on, wise, but I, that's my whole thing here. I just don't um, even want to bet it because I don't even want to watch it. So it's like I fuck get it. But it's football, so I it's a Monday night game, so I'm watching it either way. To be honest, I, I really don't care. But least my least favorite was the Ravens versus the Colts. The Ravens are a minus three. Um, this game just kind of worries me. Um, like I said earlier, Stanley, 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 Stanley's out. Their their tackle for the year, the Ravens. Oh yeah, I don't know um, his name. I think they're gonna. Sh- they could struggle a little bit in the run game now with him out. What about the money line? And Do you not like the money line, dude? Like I I just line? don't really like either of those to be honest. Uh, the Colts defense they has could been playing win. at I would say an elite level this for year. For sure. So the Ravens um Lamar Jackson has been turning the ball over, hasn't making hasn't been good enough with his reads this year. It worries me. Um and the Colts go to that side of the offense. I don't trust their offense either really. The Colts. So I think I don't trust Rivers enough to Say the exactly. Money line won't go to so I like both defensive sides of their t- of both teams, but you move to the offense. I think there's a lot of question marks on both those teams. So it's one of those games where I'd stay away from. If you told me the Colts win this game, I would not be surprised. And that goes for the same with the Ravens. Um, I'd I'd almost give it like a fifty fifty split, giving a slight advantage to the Ravens. Colts are even at home, so. I don't know. I'm staying I'm better, away from it. I'm about to look up the over-under on that game. What do you think it's at? Over-under, 47 and a half. You're going to spot right on. 46 and a half. <laughs> I, I was going to say I like the under on that, but now that it's at 46, I don't know if I really like the under just because it's a very uh, defensive game and uh, Jackson's been underperforming. But when Jackson goes against not, like a uh, a uh, uh, QB that is going to throw turnovers like that nonstop, he's most likely going to score a lot, just like he did versus the uh, Eagles versus Steelers. Um, he didn't score a lot, but he just got stopped close to the red zone, and that's what made it a low scoring game. Not really low, but low enough. Um, and I just think with Rivers turning over the ball, he's going to have so many opportunities to score that I just can't see it going over the 46. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't really like even the money lines at minus 134. So you're not really getting good odds at that. And then they're at actually minus two and a half now. So I definitely don't like that. I think you have it at, what, minus three? Yeah. So, yeah, that is an ugly-ass game, to be honest. Yeah, it's just overall, like I said, I I could see either team winning. And the over-under, like you said, I would think under, like good chance of that. But the Ravens can be explosive. They could break off a long run or two, score a touchdown that right. way. I think the Colts have an ability to score a long touchdown or two. And with both quarterbacks being vulnerable to throwing interceptions, turn the ball over, if you turn the ball over on your side of the field, you're giving them points. So it's just one of those games that um, the over-under could just fucking go either way, too. I, I hate this game completely, not touching it. Yeah, for sure. I, de- I definitely don't think it's that type of game to bet on. Um, I just think it's crazy, though. If Ravens won that game, even if they just got that touchdown at the end, I think this like spread would be a lot higher yeah. towards the Ravens, but it's not just because they lost it. So it's kind of like weird that like just because they lost that game and it was really close and Jackson failed to get a first down or whatever, I think it's just weird that they have it so close 
But then again, like you said, the Colts defense has been performing so amazing, and the Steelers defense have been playing uh, so amazing. So it's kind of like the same exact thing, but Rivers and uh, Ben is just completely different. Rivers just throws interceptions left and right, fumbles the ball, does bad decisions. You have a good, good enough offense. I don't know about actually. I think Hilton's out, so that's actually a big loss too, and I'm pretty sure he's out. Hilton doesn't do anything anyway. Yeah, but he's still. Yeah, I don't think up he's had threat. a game over like 50 yards receiving this year. He still he, puts the threat out there. He probably takes the number one quarterback every time. So. Maybe I, it might even help Philip Rivers out to be honest, because I think Ty Hilton still has that name um, to where hey, you got to get Ty Hilton the ball. It's weird though because he performed not, great last year and. And just fell off. So yeah, maybe he, it's Rivers. It possibly is, but I'm sure Rivers is told that he try, needs to get T.Y. Hilton going for that team to succeed. I was thinking the same thing. Looks like T.Y. Hilton's done. He hasn't, he hasn't scored a touchdown yet this year either. I mean, shit, I'll take him to the like, Steelers. I'll take him. <laughs> I like to see him go to the Eagles. He, 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 yeah. <laughs> Anywhere, bro. Uh, I, won't, I wouldn't even take T.Y. Hilton. I'll take him to the Steelers. Fuck it. <laughs> Another weapon that Ben can dis, uh, dispose to. So. But that's it for today. Um, it's week nine. Predictions wrapped up. Uh, we will try to be getting someone else on the podcast and then do another just voiceover um, with someone else call in. So if you want to do it, uh, hit us up on all social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We'll get back to you as soon as possible. Um and even if you want to just hit us up personally, because most of you guys probably know us personally, so and just let us know that you want to jump on. If you want to talk about stuff, you can talk about stuff. If not, um, we'll find something to ask you, and then you can just free ball it or actually write down some stuff, and I'll let you know uh, prior to the actual podcast. But we should be uh, uploading another one, I would say, this week. I'm going to try to edit this one up. Get it up a lot faster than we did last week. Just with Halloween and everything, came an Delays. issue with getting delayed up uh, to post it to YouTube. But uh, I hope I hope you guys have a great day. Um, yesterday was election day, so stay safe. Shit's getting crazy, or they're pr- at least predicting that shit will be getting crazy. And it's now halfway through the NFL, so we got another whole half of the NFL um, season ahead of us. Then we have playoffs. So I'm looking forward to some great games, some great football, and just overall good times. Man. Yeah, I, I uh, hope you guys voted, got out there, put your vote in. Every vote matters. Yeah, yeah. Um, vote. Vote. You know, you got to vote. vote. Um, hope <laughs> if you don't your vote, candidate, you're You know, the best of luck to them. Um, talking about this video and our social media. Like, follow, subscribe, hit the little dingy dingy, the, the bell, so you get notifications when we put out these videos. Um, comment below. We thank you for watching. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you guys are the best. That's pretty much about it. Have a good week. All right. Peace. Peace.